You're listening to the Manchester Vineyard Podcast. We'd love for you to join us. To discover more about who we are, where we meet, and how you can connect with us, head to manchestervineyard.org or follow the link in the podcast description. Guys, um, delighted you're here. I was hearing a story this week. One of you uh, was on the bus and ended up chatting with somebody about Jesus, and they came along with you to small group. Don't you love it that we have community and we share community, we have faith and we share faith. Uh, Another of you said this week, uh, said this this week, what are you doing with yourselves these days? That's what I said, that's what my dentist asked me. So I spoke to him about Manchester Vineyard and some of the things God has done for us, even during lockdown and the number of people added to us, which means going again and pressing in and catching the vision. What's the name of the church again, he said. Just put it into Google and you can follow us online, I told him. I'm praying he will. God gives us the opportunities to speak to speak about him and we can't help but tell people. Don't you love it? There's a natural overflow of what the Lord is doing um, on us and then from us and into this city. I've um, been doing a, a series called Known to be Grown. If you want to grow in your relationship with Jesus, you need to be known by others. And we're supposed to live out and walk out our faith and that journey alongside other people. And with that in mind, can I just encourage you to come on the weekend away in May? You might not know many people. That might be a reason you might not want to come. And you might feel on the edge of things, and that might be a reason why you don't want to come. I just want to say that's exactly why you should come because they're all places and spaces where you're going to get to know people quite quickly and easily and so often in an environment like a weekend away you can relationally do stuff that you can't even do over a period of a year just because of the time and the space away together so come and be part of that I noticed there is a camping option which makes it slightly cheaper Um, but I want to say there are rooms inside I'm definitely taking one of the inside rooms Um, that's predominantly what people are doing but I also wanted to say if you're not coming or you're only camping because you genuinely and probably emphasis on the genuinely can't afford it then honestly give somebody a nudge because we'd love to help you and there's a number of people who are buying extra tickets to help pay for you to have one so come and be part of it we'd love you to be there but anyway we're doing this series called known to be grown and we're looking at one and two Corinthians and today I just want to look at 2 Corinthians 6 and this is kind of no small fry this morning just to to prepare you it says I'm going to jump in quickly says verse 1 as God's partners we beg you not to accept this marvelous gift of God's kindness and then ignore it we've gone in hard and fast this morning of course there is context to this some of them would have been doubting God's word some of them would have been confused by the false teachers at the time there was almost a real danger that for some of the Corinthians their original response to the gospel may have been in vain so Paul's calling them back but doesn't that verse grab you as God's partners we beg you not to accept this marvelous gift of God's kindness and then ignore it we get to do this kingdom thing together and it's incredible we get to have a relationship with Jesus we get to walk it out to live it out and to discover more about him and each other together and Paul's saying don't take that for granted don't take that lightly don't make that a religious thing don't make that a Sunday thing don't just box that into a certain area of your life don't put it on hold when you're with certain groups of people or press pause when you're at work don't pick and choose which bits of it you follow and which bits of it you don't don't ignore what you've come to know and discover don't ignore the revelation he's giving you about stuff in your life that needs to change as a result of knowing him and seeing the truth of Jesus. This is an all-in thing. This encourages to give an all-in response. We beg you not to accept this marvelous gift of God's kindness and then ignore it. Jesus died for you and wants you to come to him and turn from your sin and accept him as your Lord and Savior. Here in some of the stories and seeing the baptisms last week one of you in that moment gave your life to Jesus there and then of course you did 
because you saw something of the marvellous gift and couldn't ignore it. We beg you not to accept this marvellous gift of God's kindness and then just ignore it. I want to beg you today. I, I, I know how big a deal this is, and I long for us to do something about it. The people Paul is writing to have kind of strayed. They've watered down the reality of this in their day-to-day lives. And he's saying, pay attention, don't ignore it. Don't live half-hearted, don't live mediocre. Anyway, I kind of struggled, if I'm honest, to get past that verse one this week because it undid me. But if you can get past verse one, let's just jump in at verse three. It says this, we live in such a way that no one will stumble because of us and no one will find fault with our ministry. If you weren't absolutely taken out by verse one, you kind of need to be by verse three because it's coming at you like a freight train. We live in such a way that no one will stumble because of us and no one will find fault because of our ministry. Nothing is more likely to cause the name of God to be blasphemed and mocked by those who don't yet know Jesus than the example of those who do know Jesus living in a way that is evidently contradictory to the transforming power of God in which Jesus makes plain to us by his life and teaching and ministry. In other words, we've got to deal with our stuff before our stuff deals with us. I feel like I just have on repeat to myself and therefore probably on repeat to you every week, come as you are, but honestly, don't stay as you are. That's the the message of the gospel and the kingdom. Yes, Jesus loves you. Yes, he accepts you. But don't stay as you are. Come and enter into the life-changing, transforming power as the Holy Spirit enables and helps you to become more like Jesus. We live in such a way that no one will stumble because of us and no one will find fault with our ministry. What does, it, what does that really mean? Well, it means the way you act, how you speak, how you think, how you engage in conversations, your actions and reactions matter. And that day by day, we should be changing and improving to mirror and reflect something of Jesus. There's, I know there's no gentle start to this morning. We go on, verse 4, in everything we do, we show that we are true ministers of God. We're not going to get much past that verse today because that's kind of where I want to try and land things today. To to be true ministers of God, we need to learn to do the ministry of Jesus, to do what he did in the way that he did it, to learn to open ourselves up to him, to deal with our stuff, to be healed, to get equipped, and to get sent out. So just to give you a little bit of an early warning, this morning is going to be highly practical. Every now and again, we need to practically work through and chat through some stuff of how do we actually do that how do we actually live it out so towards the end you may notice there's a couple of chairs down the side the kids are going to come in and they're going to join us um, and they're going to pray for physical healing they're doing it in their groups now for each other but they're going to come in here and do that with us can I just say a couple of things about it firstly they're signed in to those kids groups please leave them signed into their kids' groups, even if you are their parent. They're going to go back to that group afterwards, and you can sign them out from there. They're going to have a little debrief and chat about how scary we all are and things like that. But they're going to come in, and they're going to pray for some of you, particularly for physical healing. Now, faith is like a lightning conductor, and they have faith. The last time we did this, we saw someone who had significant pain doing cartwheels on the, on the way out. But we've also got to realize, this is for us, we've got to realize that the enemy's job is, is to try and kill and destroy and restrict. And even in this moment, I think there's a significant like Western mindset that gets wrapped up in skepticism and fear and doubt. And I'm like, kind of just have a moment yourselves. I, I want a free flow of the Holy Spirit, so I want to confess my sins, I want to remove my skepticism and my doubt, and I want to see what he wants to do. Because in verse 4, in everything we do, we show that we're true ministers of God. We've got to learn to minister, and we've got to learn to do the ministry of Jesus. We need to be equipped to do what Jesus did in the way that he did it. Luke 4, verse 18 says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim that the captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favour has come. That's kind of our job description in a nutshell. 
John 14, verse 26, when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything that I've told you. We never want to get restricted by a model or a methodology. But what we want to do is see a significant increase in our desire, our willingness, and our practice, and our engagement with actively cooperating with the Holy Spirit. The Father has sent an advocate. He will teach us everything. He will remind us of everything that Jesus has told us to do and how to live. And to do that, we've got to be trained, we've got to be equipped, and we've got to be released. But we've also got to realize we've probably all got very different starting points. Verse 6 in the, in the passage in Corinthians says, We prove ourselves by our purity, our understanding, and our patience, our kindness, by the Holy Spirit within us, and by our sincere love. We need to have an increased work of the Holy Spirit in our lives to increase the fruits of the Spirit in our lives. This doesn't really fit at all really with where I'm going and what I'm sharing today, but I just can't skip verse 10 in 2 Corinthians 6 because Paul's working through some remarkable challenges and yet in verse 10 he's able to say, our hearts ache, but we always have joy. We're poor, but we give spiritual riches to others. We owe nothing and yet we have everything. As I was reading that, I thought it was such a beautiful representation of so much that I sometimes see in this church, we've given everything we've got, haven't we? Sometimes that hurts. Sometimes it's jolly hard work. Sometimes it really costs us serving, giving, putting ourselves constantly out there. In so many ways, so many of you would say there's a weight and burden on you in this season. You could say, my heart aches, and my heart aches for some of what I'm seeing currently around the world. But we always have joy. We're poor, and yet we give spiritual riches to others. We own nothing, and yet we have everything. What a phenomenal verse to not skip past. Verse 11, this is, in a nutshell, I would say this is the whole known-to-be-grown thing. We have to learn to be open and vulnerable to each other. It says this, Oh, dear Corinthian friends, we've spoken honestly with you, and our hearts are open to you. There is no lack of love on our part, but you have withheld your love from us. I am asking you to respond as if you were my own children. Open your hearts to us. Part of what I want to do this morning is to, to teach us, to show us, to reveal to us that as we open our hearts to the Holy Spirit, as we open our hearts in vulnerability and often in weakness and the realisation of weakness to each other, the presence of the power of God breaks in among us. We so often withhold our hearts from each other, from each other and actually from the Holy Spirit because it feels safer, because it feels less vulnerable, because we have that stiff upper lip. Yeah, I'm fine. It doesn't matter whether you're fine or not. We all leak and Jesus wants you to be more like him. And to do that and to be that, we need more of the presence and the power of God. Because you can't do it in your own strength. I'm constantly trying to, to, to stick my heart in your hands. Not in an overshare way, but because I love you and I want to open you to the sensitivity of the Holy Spirit. We want to see the fullness of the kingdom of God extended among us. And as we increasingly do this and press into this, we'll increasingly see what we see in verse 16 in 2 Corinthians 6. It says, as God said, I will live in them, I will walk among them, I will be their God, and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from among unbelievers and separate yourselves from them, says the Lord. Don't touch their filthy things, and I will welcome you, and I will be your father, and you will be my sons and daughters says the Lord Almighty. We're cultivating environments for the Spirit of God so that he can move and minister freely to us. As God said, I will live in them, I will walk among them, I will be their God, and they will be my people. Isn't that what we long for? And we thirst after and we hunger for? And we've got we to gotta learn to do this thing. It's what it says in verse 4. In everything we do, we show that we're true ministers of God. We've got to learn to live this out and to practically 
and have it evident among us. And today, I guess, what I really want to do is, is to try and help us step more fully into that. And for some of you, you may feel this, this, this is a little out there, like what we're going to do is a bit out there. And uh, what I don't want to do is make you feel uncomfortable, particularly if you're new. But I do want to equip you. And I do want to stretch you. And I do want to give you tools and resources uh, to live what we believe rather than just think about it or just talk about it. Because in everything we do, we want to show that we're true ministers of God. So we want to do the ministry of Jesus. And um, also, let me just remind you, if you're like, oh, this is a bit out there. Let me just read to you John 9, verse 6. Any of you read that one recently? It says this, then he spit on the ground. He made mud with saliva, and he spread the mud over the blind man's eye. He told him, go and wash yourself. So the man went and washed and came back seeing. Now, sometimes I think maybe we've got a bit safe and a bit comfortable. I, I, I have no intention of spitting on you, at least deliberately. But, um, but, but that's a, let's not go there. But Jesus used a, he used a show and tell model, didn't he? He did it. And the disciples watched, and then they did it with him, and then he left them doing it. And to, to do what he did, we actually have to do it, rather than just talk about it. And we've got to create environments and spaces to do that. And we're more interested, I would say, in being faithful to the works and the ministry of Jesus than we are having a nice, neat, tidy thing. So at times, it can get a little bit messy, and we kind of just want to prepare ourselves for that. Because when we invite the Holy Spirit, we want to give him freedom among us that, that how people then respond, that's kind of on them. Is it always God? Well, I kind of want to say not necessarily because humans are involved. So, of course, it's not always God, but sometimes it's our response to God or sometimes it's a physical reaction to that. Or maybe sometimes one or two of us get a little bit caught out in thinking we need to help God out. Now, I don't want to police that, if I'm honest with you. I don't think... Like, there are things that sometimes happen that can be interesting. Are we going to say, no, that's just you, you need to stop it? No, because we want to live with a degree of mess and that knowledge that not everything is fully easily discernible in the moment because there is humanness involved in that. Now, that's not to say it's right or wrong or that sometimes if there's a physical reaction to something that we should be embarrassed. I would say often my body reacts to things. I would cry and various other things. And we can't contain the power of God, but we never want to place the focus on the physical, we want to place the focus on the heart response. And we've often used this saying in, in the vineyard, I don't mean this offensively, but it's, it's, it's messy in the nursery, but it's neat and tidy in the graveyard. I, I long for the mess of the nursery because that's where there's new life. And sometimes that causes some pastoral issues and some of us to want to try and understand or ask questions because it's not as neat and tidy as maybe it is in the graveyard where we could be completely in control. But I think that's okay, because what we want to see is the ministry of Jesus. We want, don't want to do our thing, we want to do his thing. And when Jesus walked around and he ministered to people, I don't think it was necessarily neat and tidy. That's kind of my explanation for it anyway, when I see him spitting and rubbing his finger in mud and shoving it in someone's eyes. But our hearts have to be fully open to him and his way of doing things. So what, what, what I'd like to do and what I think would be good for us to do is a couple of things today that I think will hopefully help train and equip us. And we're going to do three things. We're going to try and demonstrate praying for someone. Now, I know loads of you, you pray for people all the time, but there's also always new people in the room, and it's not a bad thing to kind of try and demonstrate what it might be like to, to, to reflect on that afresh and to pray for someone. The second thing is we'll, we'll pray for physical healing, and we'll model what that might look like. I'm not trying to in any way create a method or a methodology. 
we, we've got to respond to the spirit, but what we have got to do is push ourselves into doing this stuff. And then the third one is we'll see if there's any words of knowledge in the room. Some of you may have senses or impressions or words or insights that you believe the Lord is speaking to you over to see what he might want to do with that, over, again, over physical conditions. And I guess part of this, what I'm desperate to do to say is this isn't a special thing that some of us have and some of us don't. This is the Lord. This is the priesthood of all believers. We get to do this. All of us do. I don't have any special thing going on. In fact, actually, I once tried to do a special thing. This is another story in itself. But I tried to get some oil from Israel because I was like, oh, well, you know. And I ended up getting something that was from Barbados. And uh, <laughs> Steph was like, that smells horrendous. Where's it? I was like, anyway, story in itself. But let's, um, let's, just, let's do some demonstrating, just praying for some people. I've just, just asked Lee and Bex if they would join me. And I, w- I want you to know I know these guys well. So this, this is a bit of a weird thing for them to do because it's in front of all of you. And what we'd normally do is try and not um, expose somebody to everybody looking at them, but we're kind of going to have to because there's no... But come, come over here, guys. Um, so what we'd normally try and do is just create a safe space where people can be vulnerable. And that's why we always say, come and pray for somebody if you're in a small group, because you can't, it's not that I don't believe anybody can pray, but it's got to be safe. And there's got to be a level of accountability and relationship that it's not just a random person who's bringing in anything in, into the room. So what we're going to do is just going to wait on the Holy Spirit, if that's all right. Um, they'll assume the posture. Um, <laughs> um, which I, I think is, let, let, even just to explain that for some of you, why, why do we close our eyes? Well, because otherwise you're just distracted and it's a bit weird. Um, why did, have they stuck their hands? You don't have to stick your hands out, but it's like they're receiving a gift because they are. It's the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's like, Lord, I'm open to you. You do whatever you want to do. Now, I think what is really important is when we pray, the person praying has their eyes open. Now, to some of you, I realize that may feel a bit odd thing to do because when you pray, you might normally close your eyes. But actually, I don't want to do what I want to do. I want to see what the Lord wants to do. And sometimes you can see that and you can discern it. And that's, that's quite a healthy thing to do. We want to actually see what the Spirit's doing. Also, I think what we often do is we kind of jump in with like, oh, well, I've got to quick come up with something, then I'm going to pray. I don't think we need to do that because we want it to be the Lord. So it's like, well, Lord, what do you want to do? So sometimes it actually just involves waiting a fair bit. Now, normally if I was praying for someone, I'd, I'd be like, guys, is there anything specifically you want me to pray for you for? that can be helpful. Equally, sometimes when you pray for somebody, they've just assumed the posture and it's a bit weird to ask them, so just let the Lord do it. I'm, so I'm not going to ask them because I've already shut their eyes, which I probably told them to do. But <laughs> So let's just wait a little bit. Now, I think particularly for physical healing, we'd often uh, lay a hand on somebody. Uh, I think that's incredibly a biblical thing to do. Um, I, I think we often do that when we're just praying for somebody like this. Personally, I uh, resist sometimes doing that for prolonged periods. I, I would resist doing that to somebody of the opposite sex. I don't see the need of it. Uh, I'm, I mean, I might do, but I'm, like, I'm not lingering because it's like you make it a, a strange thing. Also, um, we always ask that there's somebody there of the same sex. Why do we do that? I know we do it quickly sometimes at the end on a Sunday, but we do that because this is a very vulnerable place. You're opening yourself to the presence of God, and when we encounter him, stuff comes out, and sometimes it comes out quickly. And I think it's, it's a lot healthier, safer, and more appropriate. And sometimes it just encourages an environment of trust between them and the Lord as well. I uh, often wouldn't just stay with the... Uh, same person. Sometimes it's helpful to have a couple of people pray. I think when you've got 10 people all crowding around them, it's, of course it's a bit intimidating and imposing, so we probably avoid it. I think um, when you're... I'm just seeing what, what's going on with them. Um, often people, when they encounter Jesus, they, would, they, they sometimes cry. And I, I think in our humanness, we can dash in with the tissues or stop crying. But actually, I want them to meet with the Lord. So don't rush in with that. I know it's like almost countercultural, but 
you've got to let the snot drop. You literally got to let the Lord do whatever he wants to do. Let the thing happen because it's better it's out than it's in. And if you bring a human comfort, you kind of quench the Holy Spirit. Now, that said, I'm not saying... You Sometimes you just know, don't you? There is a moment as well. Drop a tissue in your hand. There, there you go. Now, I realise for these guys, this is now... It is weird. You're looking at them and they're not looking at you, but they kind of think they are. But Lord, what, do what you want to do with these guys. Thank you for their openness, their willingness, their vulnerability. Sometimes I think you feel a pressure or an anxiety. Something's got to happen. I've got to do some kind of physical thing. Bex couldn't look more peaceful. But the Lord will be doing something deeply in her heart. Lee's having a bit more of a sway around. <laughs> Sometimes you can see and sense something of the physical, like... Like somebody's um, eyes, body position, uh, you, you can just start to say, some of you now, would, if you were praying for them, you would have uh, insights into maybe what the Lord might be saying. Now, the way we do that and how we do that is crucial. So this is their time. It's not our time. Sometimes I think we bring our time to it. Now, Lee's an electrician, so it's like, oh, Lord, when he fixes me light, let him give me 30% off. Now, I, I, I joke about that, but I think we sometimes do that. Oh, I'm going to give him a, like a prayer slap. You know, I'm going, to see, I'm going to say something that I see in his life that I think he needs to change, and he's got to do something about it, and I'm going to, I'm going to subtly weave that in. That we don't want to do that. That's, it's dangerous and damaging. And that, that's why I joke about it, because it's like, actually, this is his time. But there may be things that the Lord gently reveals but how we do that and how we offer that I think is crucial Dan and Abby can I just just borrow you guys to pray for these guys is that right now what what I'd I'd say is they they don't need my they don't need me they don't need my wise counsel if I'm honest I don't really have anything to bring so some of you are like what what shall i pray for them i'm like at the minute i'm like i don't know but i don't feel any pressure about that because i'm just asking the lord to bless them i will say something because i think it's a bit weird if we just stand there in silence but sometimes it's just almost like automatic mouth you just speak out what you think the lord is doing and saying they might have shared something with you but if they haven't what do you what do you get a sense of and sometimes we can actually wait for that And it's, it's okay to not, to not rush it. Sometimes like, I'm just going to have quick and then I've got to go and I've got to this. So I'm just going to wait. The Lord's clearly meeting with them both. I, th- I think as well sometimes because um, we think we've got to do something, we've we try and conjure something up, but I'm like, sometimes it's okay just to say, what do you think the Lord is doing? Like, Lee, what, what do you think God's speaking to you about? How can I pray into that? Like, if I was now to step into the strange place between the natural and maybe trying to lean into God, I think that um, I have a... Um, sense on Lee that the, I think there's a weight and, the, and a burden on him the, um, he's around fathering and being a dad that there's like a um, d- desire on him to um, To, to understand himself afresh what it is to be fathered by the Lord and to bring that to his own child, but that actually to pass that on wider and further. I think there's almost like a moment of anointing. On. Now, if I was praying over him directly, I'd almost offer that, Lee, I, this is what I sense. This is what I think might be going on.
No, I just, I just said, Lee, does that resonate? And he's like, yeah, it does. And I said, are you being kind? And he said, he's not. Because you've got to be really careful. This is not a hype manipulation thing. Often at the end, we would deliberately not have... You, you could make anybody cry with the right keyboard. It's like, we don't want to do that. Like, this is... <laughs> This, this, is, this has got to be the Lord. We've got to knock the hype out of it. But sometimes maybe the guys do play a little bit because particularly when somebody feels exposed or there's crying or the Lord is moving, you just want them to feel this is safe. Now, that's why we do that. This is not a hype thing. I realise this is a bit high because you're looking at him and it's all a bit weird. But So I, I think the Lord is... Well, Lee thinks maybe that's the Lord is pressing some of that. So, we, Lord, I just bless that. Put it on him. Thank you for him. Thank you for his heart of integrity and obedience and his desire to live out the, the things of God. Thank you that you've blessed him as a father, but I pray for the, almost the mantle that you've now put on him and that it would increase, that you would, you would just birth that longing and yearning in him. But I pray more than anything that he knows he's a son who is loved and with whom you are well pleased. We'll stay with this a moment, but I think the, the other thing that's really important is um, whatever happens, these guys have got to know that they're loved and that when they leave here, they know more of that love and that they know where then to go. Like, you might not be in a small group with them. I'm, like, I'm just going to point them like, are you okay? Where, where, are you in a small group? Do, are you around people who are going to love you and stand alongside you? Dan or Abby, is there anything you guys want to feel in, sense in, want to say? It might not be. Um, I just felt um, a sense for, for Bex that sounds um, cliche, although we can then not want to say those things when they're cliche, but that, that the Lord's eye is just on her that he sees her and what she's doing and what she's about, but also her heart. And I just got um, a sense of like uh, when you're sewing and the, the thread comes in parts and like you can bind it back together with, well, normally your like fingers or whatever, but just there's a binding, there's a bringing together. So yeah, Father, we just um, if that is from you, I just pray that 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 you were in that, Lord. Lord, thank you that you see her. She is known fully to you, and I just pray that you just bind together all those little parts of her and what you're saying, what you're doing. More of your presence, Father. I'm not, we're not going to rush this. We'll just stay with this for, for a moment. But what I'd love to do as well is just pray for some physical healing for some of you and um, to, to almost model that. Now, let me just say a couple of things. Firstly, this is on the live stream. Um, so I want, I want you to know that. Um, the, the second one is uh, there's, there's no pressure here. Like, I, I have never healed anybody. None of these guys have, but I've seen Jesus heal a number of people. Uh, and sometimes when we, we step into that, um, the Lord does what the Lord wants to do. Now, uh, I did this before and I said, if there's anybody in this room who has something physically that we can pray for and model to others and would be willing, would you come forward? And the, bless this dear person, they came forward and said, I've got a broken heart. And um, honestly, the Lord ministers and he wants to help and heal that. But I wouldn't want to do that in front of a room. Um, so when I say physical, I mean like, you know, something, there's a sprain, a strain, something with your back or something that, that is appropriate and you're willing to share in, in front of other people. Would you, would you be willing just for us to, to pray over you? So there, there may be somebody now who's like, oh, yeah, come forward, maybe just a couple of people if that's okay. I'm just going to get another couple of people in the life of the church to come and, come and pray for you. All right, we've got a couple of runners. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so for quite a while now I've had 
on and off pain with my lower back. And at the minute, that's going down into my left leg as well. So, okay. Now, I'm, I'm not a, you know this, anyway, I'm not a doctor. I have no idea about these things. So I'm not going to try and be like, oh, we need to this and the other. What I'd never do is say, don't keep following that up with a doctor or somebody who knows stuff. Um, King, do you want to, are you happy to share? Yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, I was born with pretty much deaf, deafness to my left ear. So that's been kind of like since birth, really. And since COVID, I've got tinnitus from it, so. Yeah, okay. Well, let's pray for you guys. Can I just, Carter and um, Thomas, can I borrow you guys? Is that right? Let's, Matthew, Matthew 8 verse 2 says this, Suddenly a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. Lord, the man said, if you're willing... You can heal me and make me clean. Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared. I, I think it's important sometimes we understand this is a slightly different prayer. We're bringing sometimes a prayer of command, but also it's important that we have a, a healing environment. If you read Mark 5.39, it says this. He went inside and asked, while this commotion and weeping, the child isn't dead, she's only asleep. The crowd laughed at him, but he made them all leave and took the girl's father and mother and the three disciples into the room where the girl was lying. I want to be in the room. I don't want to have to be out the room because I don't have faith. I want to raise my faith and expectancy of what the Lord will do in these moments. Equally, healing isn't automatic. It also isn't dependent on us. It's rooted in relationship with God and the power of the Spirit. But the more we ask, the more we seek it, the more we see it. Sometimes it's immediate, sometimes it's partial, sometimes it's delayed. But I think we do have to step into this with a slightly different prayer, where it's a prayer of command and a prayer of authority. Luke 4, verse 38, after leaving the synagogue that day, Jesus went to Simon's home where he found Simon's mother-in-law very sick with a high fever. Please heal her, everyone begged. Standing at her bedside, he rebuked the fever and it left her. I think there's a, there's a, there's a prayer of command and a prayer of rebuke sometimes. You want, to, you want to speak to the specific body part and say, in the name of Jesus, I command that you align, that you are healed. I think there is a, you can see it in Mark 7, I won't read it all now, but Mark 7, 32, where they lay hands on the man to see him healed. I think if it's appropriate, we'd lay a hand on that body part. Or if, if it isn't quite appropriate, you might ask them to lay a hand on that body part. Again, I think that is specifically important that it's somebody of the same sex at least present. It may be if I'm praying for somebody of the opposite sex, I just sometimes drift away and leave it to some of the others if I realise, ah, oh, it's probably not best for me to be in this environment. I think it's helpful if we um, score the pain. So I don't, that may be harder for, for King to do. It's either going to be healed or it's not. But for Daniel, I, I wonder if we're just like, if, if he has an awareness of the pain, it's like, well, give us a measure. Because I want to then know, are we seeing something in the immediate? If it's, a, if it's a 10 and it drops to a 5, I'm like, well, the, the Lord's doing something. I want to keep praying into that. Can you, can you score the pain, Daniel? Is, are you aware of it now? Yeah, I've got pain right there. If, if you were to put that on like a one to ten, what would you? I've got quite a high. Quite high. So you're. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's on a four because you're able to carry that bone. Yeah. Okay. I think um, persistent prayer is important. That particularly with prayer for physical healing sometimes the longer we wait the more he does i think it's also important as it was with lee and bex that they just know they're loved i wonder like the post prayer thing is almost like, i want you to know you're loved whether you're physically anything changes or not that you go away knowing the love of god and you know the next place to to go with that the next relationship with that Yeah, I, in, in the, the, the name of Jesus, we just invite you upon Daniel now. Thank you for your healing power. 
I just I speak to your to your back, be healed. I speak to the whatever that is, whether it's a muscle or some other thing, Lord, I just say, please heal him. Pain be gone. And the, the impact and the resulting um, problems that's causing down his legs, would that be gone? And Lord, bless him. Bless him, bless him, bless him. I, I realise this, this is a very vulnerable thing for him to do, but... Um, regardless of the physical thing, I think that the presence of the Lord is resting on him. Lord, come. I pray, Lord, where this has been debilitating and restrictive and has had an impact on his marriage and his relationship with his son and all those, Lord, just bring a moment of lightness and refreshing to that, lift off him. That strain. But Lord, equally, I don't sidestep. We want to see him healed. Lord, come. Now, Daniel, stay, stay in the place where the Lord is ministering to you and don't, don't be kind in any way. If it's a four or it's gone up, that is absolutely fine. But what, is, it, is the pain the same? Yeah. Pain's the same, that's fine. Honestly, I need you to know that. We are not hyping, manipulating, faking. I, this, I, my security in my relationship with Jesus does not depend on this. It's all on him. I can't do anything. But we don't, we don't give up, we press in. I've, uh, a number of you have shared physical healing stories with me this week. It's like we, we see stuff, and then sometimes it's partial, sometimes it comes back. It's like, that's interesting, isn't it? Pain doesn't normally do that. But we, we just press in. So, Lord, come, minister to him. I think sometimes our human tendency is, oh, we tried, it didn't work, we move on. So no, we, we, we know that's not how it works. We ask for more. More of you, Lord. I think the kids are going to join as well, aren't they? If that's all right. I, I, um, I just want to prepare you for, I, I think there's going to be some words in the room for some others. Uh, so some of you are going to have specific words. Now what I want to encourage you to do is almost uh, just listening to the small, still, quiet voice. Sometimes I'm like, why did that come into my head? Uh, I wasn't thinking about that before. Sometimes that's just the Lord speaking. There's not a special thing. It's not a thing that only certain people do. We just wait and we listen to what the Lord is saying. And I sometimes think as well, the more we up the risk, because risk is really faith, sometimes the more the Lord does. So you can get quite specific with it. I think there may be someone in this room who um, has whatever your toe is next to your big toe on your right foot, you've got some kind of problem with it. Now, if, if that is totally wrong, that for me is absolutely fine. That's just what I sense the Lord saying. I'm not embarrassed by being wrong. I think we have to step out in obedience of... It's almost disobedience not to share it, if I think that's what the Lord is saying, if that makes sense. I, I'm, not, I'm not going to put too much focus on King because I think the Lord is ministering to him quite deeply. But I just want to pray. I think even in this room there is faith. Lord, Spirit of God, where this has been limitation, where this has robbed him and restricted him. Let the healing power of God rest on you. I, I, I speak to your ear, to the ear canal, to that almost been a, like a birth thing, an early thing. I pray for a creative miracle that you would recreate what is not there to be there. I pray that it would just open. I say, be open. I can't think where it is off the top of my head, but um, is, it, is it in Luke where Jesus spat on his finger and he put it like, Jesus heals ears. I'm not going to do that now to him, but let's just pray. Spirit of God, open the ear. 
be healed. Be open. I think sometimes as well the Lord um, speaks and he speaks quite clearly to you. Get, you get senses that, that there's almost like the physical thing can be attributed to a spiritual thing. Um, and just in the moment I do have a sense of some of that thinking and I'm going to offer it to him very gently and very lightly. But I'm not going to do that in the, in the public setting because I don't think that's, that's where we want to go. Are there any? Are there any? Um, just while the kids are, are joining, is there any? Um, are there any words in the room? Does anyone want to share anything? Say again. Oh yeah, yeah. Let them come in. Yeah. Knee pain. I've become so comfortable with it being uncomfortable. I realise for some of you this is awkward, but. I just embraced the awkwardness. I once had a word in a, in, a, in a setting like this and I shared it and I was like, I so sensed it was right and everyone just looked at me like I was a wally. And uh, I, I'm, honestly, I'm a fool for Christ, but my question is, whose fool are you? Um, but the, anyway, I shared it with a youth group the following night. I'm like, I did this thing and I was like, it was about a shoulder pain and everyone just looked at me, but I still think it's right that we step out in faith for what we believe the Lord is doing. And as I was saying it, there was a commotion among the youth, and you're like, you know, calm down, guys, I'm trying to speak here. And uh, anyway, it was one of the youth had this long-standing shoulder pain, and he was healed as we were sharing it. I was like, what? I, I, if I'm honest, I can't quite explain it, but that's the Lord. I can't explain the Lord. But I'm still going to press in for it. Are there any, are there any other physical things that... Okay, yeah, so someone's in the awkward in-between, you've identified something, but you're waiting for tests and you don't quite know fully what it is, yeah. Any other things people are sensing? Any words? Don't feel shy or embarrassed by it. Long COVID. Right kneecap, long COVID, so that's two, two knees. Persistent nausea and sickness. Toothache. Something to do with a kidney. There may even be some people on the live stream, I actually know somebody this morning who is having tests on their kidney today. Insomnia. Daniel's, uh, he, he's still sensing the pain, but there's a change and there's movement and there's something happening in one of his legs. So again, I'm like, Lord, we long for you to move. Come and move among us. Now just... Uh, Again, please don't be kind to me. I don't, I don't want people to do something that isn't happening. But of any of those words that people shared, did anybody respond to any of them? You did? Okay, a number of hands. Has anyone got the, just, again, please, please, please don't be kind to me. Has anyone got that toe thing on, the, on your uh, right foot? You have got that toe thing on your right foot. I'd love... I'd, I'd, for, for those of... Any of you that are willing to come forward, would you come forward? Any of you that shared words, would you come forward and pray for the guys that are coming forward to respond to your words? So it might be easier if the people who gave the words came out first, if that's okay, so they can find you. Is that okay? Uh, Hetel, Rianne and Dave, a few of you shared. So we're the... 
I'm not trying to publicly shame or identify any of you, but I, the Lord gives a word. I want to do what the Father's doing. Um, equally, a number of you, I think, will be uh, unwell. There are a number of chairs over there. Go and sit on one and let some of the kids pray for you. That's exciting. Um, but why, why don't you, if you're willing to come to some of these guys and be prayed for, why don't you come out? Just just because so, we're moving on a little bit. If you face forward, I don't want... Now, these guys were doing a demonstration thing, but for everyone else, don't. I don't want any attention on you. It's like... Feel free to, to look away, but these guys would love to brave you. And a, a number of you will be in the room. There hasn't been a word. You just long to be prayed for, long to have somebody stand with you, long to have uh, somebody pray for you for physical healing, but also just pray with you. Why don't we... Um, actually, should we just stand up to make it easier for you? Why, do, why don't you respond if you want to respond? Come forward. If if you're in a if you're in a small group, uh, if we leave the 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 kids one just to the kids team, but for some of these guys at the front, you might want to just join somebody, stand with them, pray with them. I realise um, for for a number of you, this doesn't feel a normal morning. And uh, that's, that's okay, it's not quite what we normally do, but equally we want to do the ministry of Jesus and we want to be trained and equipped to do it. And, and so sometimes it's just got to be a little bit messy. If, if there's uh, some of you, I think we'll have more words and senses as well. If you want to share, then that'd, that'd be great. Equally, you might, there, there's a moment just, I'd say, but let's pray for each other. There's a, what, so why don't we just welcome the Holy Spirit? Lord, come among us, come in this room. Presence of the living God, fall afresh upon us. Come and meet with us, come and minister to us. Some of you in this moment, I, you, you will have an awareness of the Lord upon you. And um, I want to encourage those around you to, to, to join you and pray for you, to pray with you. I always take it if someone's got their eyes closed, it's a, it's a good sign that they're open and willing to be prayed for. Let's, let's, let's minister to each other. There's just a word about a stomach ulcer as well. I'd encourage you to respond to that. It'd be great, particularly for that one, if the kids could pray for you. Come, Lord. so love for you to get involved please don't let this opportunity pass to get prayer if you would like prayer do come to the front or the sides or ask someone around you to pray
the Lord is saying if you're not receiving maybe you're not encountering the Holy Spirit in the ways that you're looking around you this isn't you missing out I just feel like the Lord is saying there's always an invitation but it's also fine if you I feel totally fine as well there's nothing happening to me and that's okay Um, so yeah God I just ask for your comforting presence no matter where where we meet you right now in this moment Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. More of your presence, God. Come, Holy Spirit. Hey. 
The Lord is moving and he's doing some remarkable things. Um, we've, we've had some stories already and I'm sure there are so many things going on in the room. Um, so Amy is just going to share, first of all, what's just gone on with her. Uh, yeah, so I've had like stomach problems ever since I was born. Like after eating, I feel like a lot of pain and I often feel sick and my stomach's almost, almost really tight. Um, and I was playing with Rhiannon and she like put her hand on my stomach where it was hurting and immediately it just felt like relaxed. And it's like I've never felt relaxed like this like before. It's like this is what normal people feel like. Um, it's just crazy. Like, yeah, it's a problem I've had for 20 years and I feel like I finally feel like, oh, yeah. yeah. It's cool. Amazing, thank you. Also, just to say, if you're still engaging, please do stay engaged in prayer. Um, Lydia, what would you like to share? It was the insomnia word, so I feel like I've just normalised it and been like, oh, for years I just struggled with sleep. And then as someone said that, sort of this heaviness came over like my head and I felt quite faint. I was like, oh gosh, maybe it's not normal. <laughs> and so I went up to the front and um, I just said, like, I think it's the insomnia and um, I was prayed for. And um, yeah, it sort of just lifted to the crown of my head and then the fogginess went and I felt a very powerful word that what was once like a real torment is now going to be an act of worship so like that uncomfortable state before I go to bed I'm, allow, I'm going to allow the power of the Holy Spirit to sort of take over and actually like get back to normal sleep <laughs> praise the Lord um, I just have to pray for you guys just one more time because this is amazing stuff and I just feel like the Lord is saying in our time in our day he moves like this he moves like this um, and whatever you've experienced this morning Oh, I have faith for it. And I, I really hope that faith is rising in this room. So God, thank you so much for these incredible stories. Just two examples of what you've been doing, as well as all of the emotional stuff that goes on, as well as the Lord just speaking over each and every one of us. I love you. I love you. I love you. You are cherished by the King of Kings. So God, thank you that Amy has healed 20 years. And today you said, that's enough. Thank you, Jesus, that in the now and the not yet of the kingdom, where we have to sometimes wait for heaven, Amy's waiting is done. God, would you seal that? Thank you, Jesus. And for Lydia, God, thank you that even she didn't know if that was worth prayer because she's just lived with it for so long. Of course it is, he says, again and again. Of course it is, my daughter, I would heal you again and again. So God, for every, every one of us that would say, oh, maybe, maybe that would be something, God says, yes, it is something you can get prayer for. Thank you, Jesus, that Lydia heard your voice and saw healing this morning. We just ask God, would you seal this over for both of them and for every other healing that's happening in the room, that this, this isn't just in a moment, that this is a life lived out now in this fresh freedom. Thank you, God, for your presence. If you are still engaging, please do stay in that place. Uh, but this is probably about as formal as ending as you're going to get, especially on a, on a morning like this. So do feel free to, to sit or to, to go and get a coffee um, if you want to do any of those things. We'd love to catch up with you. Um, if anything's been going on, please do grab a member of team or go to the welcome area and share stories. We also have um, an email, stories at manchestervineyard.org. Um, please do share stories. We'd love to be encouraged and to journey with you in this and keep praying for you. Um, so thank you so much. It's great to see you guys. Thank you for tuning in online. Um, and please be blessed. Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more, head to manchestervineyard.org or follow the link in the podcast description.